The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry get into SmackDown this past Friday night. And did we see the end of the bloodline? Also, we get into AEW Collision and the return of CM Punk. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. But Bully, just before the break, you said something very, very interesting, especially coming from the most decorated tag team wrestler of all time. And you said that the Usos are the greatest tag team in the history of the WWE. Pretty strong statement from somebody like a Bully Ray. Dave, how do we normally determine who the greatest tag team in any given territory or company is? Championship titles. The amount of championship reigns that they've had. If you leave it at that, the New Day is the greatest tag team in the history of the WWE, despite the fact that one of their runs or championships that is recognized comes from the swapping of championship belts, which personally i don't think counts you can't somebody say somebody has uh you know 10 11 12 if all they did was swap belts with another team so but the new day sits on top of the of the wwe championships list with whatever it is 12 or 13 the number two tag team to win the most tag team titles i believe is the dudleys and the usos are one behind the dudleys however despite that It is my opinion that the Usos are the greatest tag team in the history of the WWE, and here is why. The Usos have won multiple World Tag Team Championships, a la the Dudleys and the New Day. However, the Usos are doing something that the Dudleys and the New Day never did. They are involved in an A storyline that is continuing to put asses in seats. Never before has a true dedicated tag team been involved in such a heavy real deal storyline. The only time we see tag teams involved in these bigger storylines is when they take two singles wrestlers and they put them together to be in a storyline, a la Mick Foley and Steve Austin or The Rock and Steve Austin Um, yes, tag teams like the Dudleys have been in more high profile matches, but that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that the Usos are involved in something that has the entire wrestling community talking and captivating and the new day have never done that. And the Hardys have never done that. And the Edge and Christians have never done that. And the Dudleys have never done that. And the Hart Foundation have never done that. And Demolition have never done that. And the Killer Bees have never done that. Yada, yada. All of these teams, great in their own right, putting on great tag team matches with some type of story built in at any given time, but not this type of story. They went off the air last Friday night with the Usos double super kicking Roman Reigns and Michael 
uh, Cole screaming at the top of the lung, his lungs that the bloodline was done. This is a major plot point being performed by a tag team. The whole Jimmy and Jay at any given moment in the story, which way that they were going to go. The amount of verbiage that they're handing Jimmy and Jay. This is why, in my opinion, that the Usos are the greatest uh, tag team in the w- in WWE history because we are in the storytelling business and no tag team has ever been embroiled in such a great putting asses in seats story as the Usos. And 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 it's huge. Wow, and, it's hard you to know, argue. It, it really is, Mark, and you're 100% right. You know, John Cena talked about Roman Reigns getting everybody around him over. Doesn't matter how you got there, they're there. And the next time we see the Usos in the ring together, it looks like it's going to be money in the bank against Roman and Solo Sokoa. You know, you know how we had conversations when it came uh, to Saudi and what was going to be the main event? And I knew that the main event was going to be anything that involved the bloodline. Now that is 100% true. I don't think there's any other matchup that you can have in the WWE that comes anywhere near the bloodline. I don't care if it's for the World Heavyweight Championship or not, Bully. And it's really hard to argue what you just said. When you look at and and by the way, even before this bloodline story, Bully, maybe you wouldn't say the Usos were the greatest tag team in WWE history, but they were in the conversation. But now that you have this bloodline story, boy, I think you're 100% right. I think it's very, very difficult to say that the end, especially Bully coming from you, and you're saying this here on Busted Open today, to me that solidifies how important the Usos are in WWE tag team history. I I personally have never been in a story the way the Usos are involved in the bloodline story. Have me and Devon been involved in certain aspects of storytelling? Sure, but that normally lasted eh, tops three months or so. In ECW, there was a, you know, for two and a half years, it was the Dudleys versus the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer or Balls and Axel or blah, blah, blah. But those really were about the bloodbaths and the wars and the craziness and the crash and burns. There wasn't ever a deep rooted story like we're seeing with the Usos. Jimmy and Jay are involved in something that not many people in the WWE get to be involved with, period. Tag team or singles guy. When was the last time? The Bloodline story has been going on for three years, right guys? It's been over two years. It's been probably close to three years at this point, yes. Let's call it two and a half years. When was the last time the WWE had a story that they invested two and a half years in? You're you're probably going to have to go... You're probably going to have to go back to the Stone Cold McMahon days. And I don't even know if it went that... I don't even think it was as long as what we're seeing right now with the bloodline. And how important are Jimmy and Jay to this bloodline story? As important as anyone. They're as important as anybody in this story. Many would say that the actual story, if you whittle it down and if you put it under a microscope, the real story is Roman and Jay. That's the real story here. You can make that... Bully, there was something that I was doing on my Twitter that you actually called me. I said, I love what you're doing, Dave. Don't agree with it, but I love what you're doing. And that is, I would say, hey, it's Wednesday, and Cody Rhodes should be your WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. I was doing it. I went to pick up my phone this weekend. To t- I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Because if Cody was your WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, would we have the story that we're seeing right now with the bloodline, and would it be as significant? The answer to that is no. Now, would I have loved to have Cody win in that moment? Absolutely. I think the moment was there. But when you're getting a story story like the one that we're seeing played out on Fridays, Bully, how can I actually make that statement when, to go back to your point, we're seeing one of the best stories. Go ahead, Mark. Dave, can I go back in time like the – 
Marty McFly go back to the beginning. The DeLorean. Go right ahead. I'm in the DeLorean, and I'm Time going out. back. Time out. You fit in the DeLorean? Not really, but just imagine me naked, <laughs> vaselined up, and squeezed in. Okay. I'm in the DeLorean. I don't fit in the DeLorean either. <laughs> and you see Roman Reigns and Jay, and Jay torn. And this was the beginning. The We have a polished Jay now. He was not 100% comfortable with having a microphone. He wasn't 100% comfortable with being in there as a solo act. And Roman beat him unmercifully, browbeat him, treated him like shit. And then Jimmy came to the rescue. Like, stop, stop, okay, we acknowledge you. And they became a faction. And we said back then, and I was so wrong, I was so wrong. I said, they're not truly a faction until everybody wins something. Till everybody has a place in wrestling history that they can hang their hats on. Probably within a week of that comment, the Usos won the tag titles for the first time. Remember? And I came back on the next week. I know when I'm when I'm wrong, but I also said, you're welcome. You can go back in time and pull the footage. The day after they won that first tag title, and I said, listen, as the as the bloodline. You're welcome because I know they listen. And we they have evolved from that point to now. Fast forward, we're back in the future. We're back to the future. They are probably, outside of Roman, the best performers on the show. Work-wise, because... Roman doesn't work every every week. Usos do. And they've been head and shoulders above everybody else in the tag division outside of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as their antagonists, their, their competition, their real competition. And the promos that Jay has been cutting over the last two months, three months, since WrestleMania and before have been emotional. And there have been times where he'll say Josh or he'll say Joe. He'll 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 break and not talk about the characters. He called them by the government names. That's when you have really emotionally tapped into that thing that makes you Oscar worthy. That makes the whole world of wrestling go, oh, shit, this is real. All right, a couple of things from what you just said. First, I just want to clarify. When you said about winning the tag team championships for the first time, you meant under the bloodline Under the story. bloodline okay. banner. All right, and then the other thing is, and, and you've been saying this for the longest time, about you know pro wrestling, certain characters and personalities winning, winning an Emmy or winning some kind of award and all that stuff. For the first time ever, social media blew up after SmackDown on Friday saying that Roman and the Usos should win some kind of acting award based on what this story is doing and the performances that we're seeing. Now, you've been saying that a long time, Mark, but to your point, Mark, and then to your point, Bully, it's all about the story at the end yeah. of the day. Because I'll say and this. And the performance. And the performance. And you guys, you know, you know me as a hardcore pro wrestling fan. To me, it is all about the championships and feuds and everything else. We're going to see at Money in, Money in the Bank the, the Roman and Solo going up against the Usos in this bloodline Civil War tag team match. They're billing it at Money in the Bank. Is there any match... I, I don't know. Name 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 the wrestler that Roman could be in a championship match with, WWE undisputed Universal Championship match with anyone in the WWE that would be bigger than this tag match that we're seeing at Money in the Bank. I can't name one. 
I cannot name a, a bigger match in the WWE for Roman that's going to be bigger because of the storyline ramifications than the match that we're going to see at Money in the Bank in a tag match. There's Go only ahead, one. There's only one bigger match that they could have right now. Or, I'm sorry, not necessarily a bigger match, but there's only one singles match that I can see the WWE having right now that would mean anything or mean as much as this tag match. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. That's it. Now, what does that say about the strength of the team and the strength of the story and the strength of the characters when you have a singles guy facing a tag guy and you're that interested? Dave, Mark, growing up, we knew when Hawk or Animal fought Ric Flair that Ric Flair was going to win, right? Same thing with right. Ricky Morton. When Ricky Morton had that series of matches at the Great American, as great as those matches were, the story wasn't there for a Ricky Morton or a Hawk Road Warrior to beat the Nature Boy Ric Flair. At this moment, because they have been teasing Jay as the next in line, they could make it believable that Jay Uso had a shot in hell of dethroning Roman Reigns. It's unfortunate yeah. that we've become so smart in the business that we're not able to just sit back and fully emotionally immerse ourselves. But if they were to do Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns, let's just say at Money in the Bank, those guys would design a match where we would be on the edge of our seats buying into every false finish because we would start to believe the lie. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and that's without action because, like, we didn't think that Roman Reigns and Paul would be remotely close because Paul just wasn't there. But by midway through that match, we all were like, oh, shh. man, this dude is good. It, he might be the one, like, come on now. There was a couple of times on those false finishes that y'all thought that Paul had beat Roman Reigns, right? Yes. Imagine Jay in there with his abilities. That I, I don't know. I, I think that if you were going to take it off Roman and now you have Jay being the tribal chief, and you have Roman Reigns having to acquiesce to whatever the hell he said, get out there and have a match with this guy. But, the, you know, I'm the tribal chief. No, you're not the tribal chief. You, can you imagine a bizarro world of shit that could happen? Oh, my gosh, guys. Like, I would, man, I would cut off my pinky. Well, maybe not cut my pinky off. But I, I would enjoy the hell out of that if they flipped the script. Well, you know what it is? I, and, and this goes back to, I know, we got, I know we have to take a break, but one last point. I mean, both you guys have seen uh, the movie No Country for Old Men, right? And, if, you know, and when you're watching that movie, you're, you're thinking that the main character is one person, but really the story is about a, a completely different person. Why? Because of the theme of the movie. No country for old men. It's actually about the uh, the police officer that's set to retire because it really is the theme of the movie. It's the same thing here. You're thinking as this story's going on, maybe it's about Cody. Maybe it's about Roman. Maybe it's about Solo. But the more this story goes on, the more I start to realize this is this story is about Jay Uso. That's really who, really what this story is about. Wow. It's not about your WWE undisputed world. Kaiser, it's, so say. You it's not about the guy that just came in like Solo Sokoa. It's not even completing the story with Cody Rhodes. I really do think the theme of this story at the end of the day is about Jay Uso. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Were you expecting Punk to kick off Collision like he did on Saturday night? Punk kicking off Collision. Loved it. Detroit Rock City, you know how I am. Yep. If you're going to start, if you're going to start, you might as well start hot. You might as well go for the jugular. Every it's Chicago, everybody's waiting on CM Punk. You don't want to run the risk of putting somebody else out there first and them getting quote unquote hypothetically booed out of the building by the punk chance you don't put on anything else except the people or the person that they paid to see and on that night last saturday night in chicago they paid to see mcm punk cult of personality hits let's rock and roll they got it they were there it was here's what i enjoyed about punk on saturday night he gave you the who, the what, the why, the where, and the how. He gave you all of the bullet points of any good promo. Now, he wasn't out there cutting a promo. He was just talking. I'm CM Punk. I'm back in AEW on collision. I don't give a shit what you say about me because you're all talking about me. Here's my championship, the championship that I never lost. And this is what you can expect from me. Perfect. Well, he did yeah. great, awesome. And I like the fact that whether I agree with CM Punk on some of the things he does or says, says or handles his business does not matter. He doubled down on himself on Saturday night. He believes in himself. This is the way I'm going to go about my business. You live and die in the wrestling industry by the decisions you make. 
Everything is your fault. You're a success, it's your fault. You're a failure, it's your fault. So he will either thrive or he will or he will cannibalize himself. He, we're definitely going to be in a situation with Punk where we might be waiting for the other shoe to drop at any given moment because we know it's a possibility with him. But we hope it doesn't drop because we can by, be entertained by him. I don't agree with a lot of the other veterans out there who spew so much disdain about Punk. This is going to be a reach, guys, and please bear with me while I make this comparison and be open-minded about it because I'm making the comparison about Punk and the loyalty that CM Punk's fan base has to him, whether it's right or wrong. When I was watching Saturday night, I thought something to myself, and then I re-went and watched it this morning. And I got the same feelings. Do you know who that that fan base reminds me of when it comes to their relationship with CM Punk? Who? Donald Trump. Silence. But explain. Whether you whether the, whether a Trump supporter agrees, disagrees, they have his back no matter what. And that's how I felt that night in Chicago. They had his back no matter what. You're our guy. You're our choice. We don't care what anybody says about you. We don't care about people out there who try to sway us from liking you or loving you. You are our chosen one. And we're with you until the end. That's what I mean. That's how a Trump supporter is. And and you know what, bully, it's it is, and just like with Donald Trump, it kind of divides, right? And with Punk, it divides. And there were even people, and there's that's his home turf, that's his home field in Chicago. And there were there were people that were in Chicago on Saturday night with anti-Punk signs in that crowd. And Punk made the statement, "I I don't care whether you're with me or or against me, but love me or hate hate me, I am who I am, and I'm going to do." What I want to do. I thought what was a very significant moment that a lot of people aren't talking about is what he did right at the beginning of his promo, guys. And that was when he was holding that microphone. What did he do? He took the took AEW mic. He took the AEW mic flag and and took it off the mic and threw it. Just as just like I'm not representing AEW right now. I'm representing myself. You know, AEW didn't sign off what I'm about to say. I'm going to say what I want to say. And I think that was extremely clear in the, what, 10 minutes that he was in the middle of the ring to start off that show. You know, Mark, you and I spoke to Tony Khan on Friday, and I asked him, the last question I asked him was about CM. I asked him several questions about CM Punk, but his final answer was, you know what, you're going to have to watch Collision. And I was like, wow. So we're going to see more than just that main event match that was promoted. I knew they were after that interview with Tony Khan. I knew they were going to start off with CM Punk. And to your point, Bully, that was a statement. It wasn't just a statement by AEW. It was a statement from CM Punk. And I'm guessing that, I mean, let, let me ask you, Bully, and then I'll ask you, Mark. Bully, do you think that AEW signed off on what Punk said on Saturday night? Or they said, here's the live microphone. Say whatever you want to say. Thus, Punk taking that mic mic flag and throwing it. I, I would I would hope that there was a conversation between Tony Khan and CM Punk in which Tony said, "All right, Phil, give me some bullet points here. What are you going to say? Because we have had some issues in the past based on you going into business for yourself at maybe not the most appropriate times. I do want to have a little, you know." a little heads up about what you're going to say. I did not think that Punk said anything wrong. Not a damn thing. If I'm AEW, I'm happy with the promo. He made the dig at the Bucks. The Bucks immediately went on social media and changed their bios about counterfeit Bucks and pro wrestling tees. Ha ha ha. It's all good. But I, I was, I, I thought Punk did 
the right thing when it came to doubling down on himself. I also liked the tone of his voice. The tone of his voice to me said two words. You know what those two words were? What? Fuck you. That's hmm. the tone of his two words to me. Well, Mark, what did you think of the promo? That tone was pretty loud. That's pretty loud. I thought that the promo was excellent. Um, and I, I heard something from somebody of prominence where they said, well, it looks like time heals all wounds. And I don't agree that time heals all wounds. I believe that time and communication heals all wounds. And finally, Punk got his opportunity to communicate because he's been silent this whole time since he left with the everybody being suspended indefinitely until they came to, until they were not. And his injury was healed up. So Punk never got the opportunity to communicate to the masses. And he did. So now that there's been time and he had his chance to communicate, now the healing has actually started. And it only started on Saturday. We've got a small sample size, two days of healing. The fans haven't had a chance to heal. Punk's fan base and his haters haven't had a chance to process. I, I Mark, I, 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 can I chime in for one second? I don't think the yeah, punk fan, yeah, I think the, the punk fan base has processed and that's why I did the Donald Trump comparison because I don't think that in Punk's fan base's eyes, Punk can do no wrong and was not wrong in this situation. Based on the information that Punk's fans have about what, what, what he said and what went down, I believe that they think he's totally in the right. All right, well, but let, me, let me throw this in I, there. I would believe that also AEW and CM Punk would not like the analogy of Trump and Punk because they don't go together. But but, but I, it's not about it's about the loyalty a fan base or 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 a backing has towards. It's not. I don't see Trump qualities in CM Punk. That's not what it's about. It's about the loyalty of the fan base. Donald Trump right. will go out there and say some stupid shit. But that fan base would be like, we're right behind you. Well, well, and and really quick, because you said about loyalty, and I and I'm not saying you're wrong. I actually think like you're right in that term. But he, but but it, I'm going to throw out another term that I think is the same when it comes to the Donald Trump in this country. And right now, what I'm seeing in AEW, and that's division. Like you, we've seen in this country the division that's happened. Isn't this causing a division in AEW? Like is and. And I, I could see on a business side where it could work, but if it doesn't play out on the business side, how it could hurt AEW. Because I was in New Jersey in November when the Bucks were in the ring and you had a crowd chanting, fuck the elite. On Saturday, you heard, you know, I mean, not fuck the elite, fuck punk. And then on Saturday, the chance of fuck the elite. Like there's a clear division with the AEW fans and there is the elite side, and there is the punk side. So there's a clear division. Now, if this plays out business-wise where, where we could get them in the ring and actually see them wrestle, then I think that could work. But isn't this causing a division with the fans that could ultimately hurt AEW? I, would, I think it's so. A sure, it's a valid point. Valid. I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at the comparison from that point of view. I was looking at it from the loyalty. Could I have could I have said like um the AEW fan base um or, or I could have compared it to Sandman and Raven. They did a No, no, I think I think bully, I think your comparison's a good one because I but I think it's those two things when you think of it. You think of the loyalty and you think of the and division. division. And then when yeah, I look I, at and it I, and I wasn't looking at it from the division point of view, although that's a great counterpoint from you, Dave. 
because but that, that's how I look at it with AEW right now. Like you're kind of dividing your fan base. And like I said, you know, and one of the things that Punk said in his promo was that it's a business of grownups. And he's t- he took a lot of shot. Well, it, he said it's the pro wrestling business. And you've been saying, Bully and Mark, you've been saying about what's best for business. Get all these guys in the ring at some point because that's going to be box office. If you're going to have the promo and you're going to have Punk in the middle of that ring and take shots at a hangman page and take shots at the Bucks. Well, don't you ultimately need to have them in the ring against each other? Because what good is taking shots at each other if you're not actually going to see it play out? It's the same thing that we talked about with All Access with Thunder and Britt. If you're going to have Britt taking shots at Thunder and it's playing out on TV, but they don't actually get in the ring, then aren't you causing a division with your fan base that doesn't ultimately have you know a goal set in mind? Like You have to do at the end of the day what's best for business, right? You would think, Mark, uh, are you not on, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Are you on board with this or not? Yeah, I'm on board. I I believe in communication and doing business. Did you like Saturday night? You said what? Did you like Saturday night? Did you like what you heard from Punk? Did you like what you saw in the ring? Listen, I talked to him. And 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 I, our conversations stay private, but I the one thing that I will put out there is, hey man, I saw a real smile, and it was good to see a real smile. And he said, I feel better, but not out of the woods. And that's it. That's the only thing I'm gonna say about it. But I'm going to tell you from a wrestling fan standpoint and a fan of AEW programming, Buddy Murphy Murphy and Andrade made me proud to be say that I'm a I'm a pro wrestler. They represented the business, they represented the sport, they represented the storytelling the way that it should be. And Punk was the a la mode. He was the ice cream on top of the cake because he was like a special individual and you got to have your cake with the ice cream. But the whole whole story of everybody that was on that show, the energy, the crowd, like that's what wrestling is. That's what wrestling is supposed to be. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Obviously, we started talking about CM Punk and his promo, the Begin Collision, on Saturday night. And, Bully, you were talking about the I'm Sorry's. And really, the only person that really deserves an apology, and that's Tony Khan. Right as we were signing off, myself and Mark, on Friday, uh, the big uh, interview that Punk had with ESPN dropped, right? Roughly 10 minutes before noon on Friday morning. And one thing that Punk talked about in that interview was the media scrum going back to All Out in this past September and what he said to Tony Khan. And he said this. He goes, the first thing I said to Tony when I sat down with him and spoke to him after it was, man, I'm really sorry I put you in that position. I apologize for the scrum. He goes, but when you've watched that scrum, you're looking at a very, very frustrated guy who had told people, And he said, that's not the first time Tony heard all that, Punk continued. It's not the first time that lawyers were told all that. And I was just looking for something to be done, and nothing got done. And he's alluding to a hangman page uh, ahead of Double or Nothing in in that promo that they had back in May of 2022. And I just didn't approach it in the right way. But tension was high. I was very, very pissed. I pretty much knew that I had just injured myself again. I was hurt. I was disappointed. 
Yeah, it's very easy to me to say I. It's very easy to, for me to say I regret that and I handled it the wrong way, one hundred percent. So when you hear man that shit. bully, yeah, is that it's the apology? Yes, that's 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 to me standing up and said, you know what? I was injured. I was hurt. I was pissed. I was frustrated. Things were being said about me that weren't true. Nothing was being done about it. So I went off in that media scrum. But man. He what, Who did he sit down and he apologized to, to your point, Bull, Bully? He sat down to Tony, said, I'm sorry, and he said, I was 100% wrong. Did the right thing. That's what Bully said earlier yep. in the show. Yep. Like, the, the right apology thing. Fine. Was to the, should be to the boss. Like, all parties involved. Because Bully and I both, have done things that we apologize for because we knew we were wrong. And you know what? The punishment was nothing compared to what we gave ourselves. Because I know, I know, I know Ooh. Mark. I know Bully. I punished myself harder. Man, listen. Dave, I have starved myself before. I've sat in the dark for days before mad at myself. Shit that I said to my wife or something that happened in my personal life or somebody that I wrestled said something or hit me too hard and I had to tell them, man, I'll eat your soul if you ever touch me like that again. And I don't never want nobody to see me angry or belligerent or out of character. Because that's not who I am. God made me to be the, 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 the protector of the people, not the interim. So when I hurt somebody, believe you, b believe you me, I'm going to beat myself worse than you ever could. You can take my money. You can tell me you hate me. You can tell me you don't love me no more. You can do whatever you want to do to hurt me. It's going to be nothing compared to what I'm going to give myself. And I hope that these guys realize that what the, the, the most thing, the most encouraging thing about grace and forgiveness is it's got to come with that punishment first. Because people, if they don't see you remorseful, then they feel like it didn't matter. And your apology didn't mean shit. So all of them, everybody involved. Sorry, Tony. I I really mean it. You could, you know, you could if you want me to pay you back, like I don't deserve the money I made that day, you could have it. I I just I just want things to go back to the way that it was supposed to be. That's that's where I would be. Cosine. Agree. Uh, guys, this past year and a half, a difficult one for me. Things went on that I hadn't experienced before. And the number one thing that I heard from family and friends was, don't be so hard on yourself. Those words are completely foreign to me. I don't know how else to be but hard on myself. I am a perfectionist when it comes to everything. I, I try to be as perfect, and in and, and trying to be perfect, it's never gonna happen because we're all flawed. But man, don't be so hard on yourself. It, like Mark said, in wrestling, when I have made mistakes and owned up to them very quickly, the beating that I would give myself, it's the reason why I don't watch my stuff. On a small level, it's the reason why I won't watch my own matches. Because I, I'll i ram my head through a fucking wall if I do. Yeah. Be like, yeah. what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> and, and, and don't think I won't come on this show. If you, you see how I am towards other people's matches and other people's business, pick out a match, make me watch my own match, and I'll review it. I'll do the good, the bad, and the ugly on one of my own matches, and we'll just call it the ugly, the ugly, and the more fucking ugly. 
Well, there's no reason to talk about Scott Demore right now. I mean, we're talking about CM Punk <laughs> and AEW. That's, uh, that's how hard I am on myself. The shit rubbed off on Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, then it just turned, then Steve started punching like him. Oh, my God. Bless their hearts. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, Impact Wrestling uh, this Friday and Saturday. Center stage in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Whoa. Awesome landmark venue. There's no doubt about it. Um, but get some soul food for me, some mocktails. But but a lot a lot what you guys are saying in reference to punk. Because one thing you're saying, Mark, is about how he had to sit on the sidelines for nine months and not say anything. And wait. While while everybody else was talking and everybody else was speculating and coming up with their own things. Yes. Now, to go back to what you said, Bully, and I think we saw that play out with the interview from ESPN and what we heard from CM Punk in the ring. One is, uh, after the media scrum, Tony, I'm sorry, I apologize, wrong wrong, uh, wrong uh, place and time, but to everybody else, fuck you. Like, and I, and I think that that's true when it comes to CM Punk. I think CM Punk, you know was justified in being angry, justi- justified in being frustrated, justi- justified in saying something. But again, wrong time, wrong place. Tony Khan, you're the boss. I put you in a horrible position. I'm sorry. I was 100% wrong. But to everybody else, fuck you. And you know what? I don't think you can ask for anything more from CM Punk than that, in my opinion. The only thing I want to see from him now is the level of entertainment that we have come to expect from CM Punk. Blur the lines, do whatever you have to do. I don't care if, you know, you're 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 going off on the box and Hangman or Kenny, just get me to buy in and please get me a get me a tag match where it's Punk and somebody versus the Bucks. Give me Punk versus Hangman Page one-on-one. Give me Punk versus Kenny Omega one-on-one. Give me this real-life animosity. Because if I can watch Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett wrestle, I can watch CM Punk and Hangman Page wrestle. Because if they can't put their businesses, their, their personal issues on the side in the sake of good business, then they are unprofessional children. Yep, and and I think uh, Punk alluded that in his promo on Saturday night. By the way, Punk looked good in the ring on Saturday night. I mean, Damn that good. tag match, you know, because, and, and Bully, you and I spoke about it briefly. Like, I saw things online where people were like, well, he wasn't the legal man in the ring. He was the legal man in that ring, I would say, for the last six minutes of that match. Um, you know, even the commentators, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis, and it's great to hear Nigel McGinnis again. Um you know, talked about ring rust, but you know, bully. I mean, th- those final six minutes of the match, like CM Punk was in that ring for a very long time on Saturday night. Good six man match. Crowd was entertained. I think we got everything out of Punk that we possibly could have gotten at him for that first collision. Now they have to take the goodwill of that show and ride the lightning. Yes. Right. And, and you know what? When it comes. And when it comes to the rating, it's a Saturday night, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Because we know who's watching on a Saturday night. AEW diehards. Yes. You're not picking up a WWE fan on a Saturday night. No. You're not picking up the rest of the wrestling world. This Saturday night show is for the AEW diehard wrestling fan. So if the rating comes out tomorrow and, and it's 150,000 people, all right, it was 150,000 people. Everybody will argue until the cows come home about the rating, but it is what it is. It's a show designed for the AEW fan. And, and that's what Co- Tony, to me, does. He caters to his fan base. So it's Saturday night, and Saturday night's all right for fighting. And if you're at, not out fighting, and you're not out with your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other or having a beer with the boys, then here's some pro wrestling for us to all watch. And, you know, on Saturday night, you know, because we talked about this as well, Bully, like, 
you know, for me personally on a Saturday, that's date night with my wife. That's the night that her and I go out to dinner. We spend the evening together. Saturday night, I made sure that we spent the day together. So I was home in front of my couch to watch Collision. Now, am I going to be able to do that every single Saturday night? Absolutely not. But I wanted to be able to do that for the first show. Then it's the DVR. Listen, we live in an age where you don't have to be planted in front of your TV on a Saturday night to watch Collision. DVR it. And I saw a lot of people do this online where they watched it Sunday morning or Sunday night. You know, you have that option. So like you said, to your point, you're probably not going to grab a mainstream member of the audience on a Saturday. But you are going to grab that AEW diehard. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.